0: Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. Today, we've got Fiona Cutts with us. Oh, and if you're looking at the screen right now, you're seeing the smile. She is a rock star. She's a rock star entrepreneur. She's a rock star empowerment coach. And she's a rock star for all those that don't yet believe in themselves. They may feel like they don't have it in the tank. Uh, those that may be a little bit on the shy end of the spectrum she makes a massive impact on the globe. Speaking to those audiences, speaking to those who are looking to impact, uh, maybe those people in their community that are maybe in that uh, end of the spectrum. I am so excited to have you, sister. Thank you for joining us.
1: Uh thank you for well, thank you for having me here. It's a total pleasure to
0: be here. I love your juice, sister. I love what you're about because I, not the exact same way, but I can relate a little bit. I was. I was a pretty shy guy in crowds in large audiences. I didn't like speaking in front of people i didn't I didn't really bet on me for the, for many many years and it sounds like we have a little bit kind of a same background that way. Oh, let me ask you this: do you think fear is a learned behavior
1: um <laughs> Yes, no, I guess um, I guess in the end I believe that fear isn't real, and so right. maybe that's a different way of saying the same thing. It's like it's something that comes into our heads and stops us from well in in terms of this podcast stops us being the best that we can be and so in the work that I do I mean of course for shy people a lot of shy people experience a lot of fear and that's certainly been massive for me throughout my life and for me part of the way that I've got over it is just learning to know it's not real and it's just what our minds do and we can choose to do what we want to do even with that fear going on.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, because we don't come into the world fearful. I mean, you look at us when we were first learning how to walk uh, or even riding a bike. When I first learned how to ride a bike, I ran into a mailbox and a light pole on my first day, and I still kept going. Uh, oh. We're so we, we're so fearless when we're super young, and then yes. we, we kind of go on this path. Your thing is shyness. Do you believe that, kind of like fear, that shyness is a learned behavior
1: i absolutely do and i mean i can give you the example from my life so my dad was very very critical very verbally critical and it just led to me hiding away it's like i learned that i would be safer basically from him if i kept quiet and kept below the radar and tried to do the right thing and Probably when I was three months or three years or even 13, that was a, a good way to behave because it kept me safer. But the problem with that behavior is that you learn it and you continue it in your twenties, thirties, forties until, until you find ways of changing it.
0: Right. That is tough. You're answering this so well and thorough. Awesome job. You're slaying it today, Fiona. <laughs> uh-huh. <I agree. laughs> well, how do we empower people that are on the shy end of the spectrum? How how do they empower themselves? Because that's really what it comes down to is you, you mentioned the word choice. Yes. How do, how do we help people choose to be a little bit more empowered on the inside? Yes.
1: So I think the first thing to say and the first thing that really helped me was that I used to view my story that I just told you that I was somehow wrong, that if I'd been stronger, I would have been able to fight back and do something against my dad. And I was wrong for becoming shy. And I don't see it like that at all now. What I see is that it was a choice that as a young girl kept me safe. It's like I wouldn't have been able to take on my dad. You know, I just, right. it wouldn't have worked. It would have made the situation worse. And for me, just realizing that, oh, it wasn't a mistake. It was actually something that was really good to do, actually started to change things for me. Because I think for a lot of shy people, it's like we think we're useless. And so the narrative used to be I was useless to choose to be shy, to choose to hide away. And it's like, no, it was a really good choice for a while. Mm-hmm. But... um. But it's just knowing that we don't have to continue with that. So that's the first thing, because I think a lot of the narratives around shyness are like, well, you know, it's either hereditary or you're born or, you know, you're born with it, it's genetic, you can't change it. And it's like, no, it's something that for me, and I see this with a lot of my clients, we choose it for good reason. And just knowing that can be the beginning of starting to change it.
0: Right. That's so good. Awesome answer. Mm-hmm. So do you believe that perfectionism, like I always, I, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. And yeah. I think a lot of people that are perfectionists are also really, really good people. They have good hearts. They're eager to please. They don't want to let others down, those kind of things. Do you believe that shyness and perfectionism, are they kind of intertwined? Yes.
1: Absolutely. So to come back to my story, it's like part of what I chose to be. It's like I chose to be quiet and go beneath the radar. But I also chose to do the things that my dad wanted me to do in the best way that I could or the perfect way. And so I ended up Um, I was going to say trying to become an accountant. I -hmm. did become an accountant in the corporate world and it wasn't me at all but I had I mean I guess that the upbringing I had trying to be perfect, trying to hide away gave me no reference point for knowing what was true for me it's like I didn't know what I wanted to do or be so it's like being an accountant was as good as any other choice because Uh, I had no idea what my reality was mm. but it was it came from wanting to please my dad and be the perfect version of me that he wanted me to be
0: that is really good so man thank you for sharing that so with i mean there's lots of people in the same boat i think you and i are a little little bit alike in that in that department there's a lot of people like us there's a lot of people that are hearing your story right now that are saying that i feel like she's talking directly to me and i always say that the first step to doing whatever it is that your heart desires is the first step. People's always like, can I get, can you give me a few steps? And yeah. The first step is the, the first step you got to take a first step. So for a person out there, that's kind of just following orders, eager to please fantastic human being, but really not becoming an independent thinker, really not detangling their own brain. Mm. What would be the first step for someone to detangle? Cause I mean, I still detangle, you know, I'm going yes. to grow an adult and I, I probably will always be detangling because I'm always becoming. How, what's the first step in someone detangling and in, in taking that step towards kind of starting to become an independent thinker without ruffling feathers too much?
1: Yeah. So um, I would suggest asking a really simple question. And so just asking, hey, what's true for me? what's true for me in this situation? And when I started to ask that question, to be honest, I mean, this was years into adulthood. I had no idea what was true for me. It's like, as I said, in terms of my life, I was given the choice accountant, lawyer, teacher, or doctor, I think was in there too. But it was like, you know, Nothing exciting like, you know, ballet dancer or something. It was like, it was very prescribed. And the same, it was like my parents had kind of both come from different kinds of um, low-income backgrounds and had kind of made goods to a certain point. And their their point of view was, well, don't rock the boat. You know, we've created this middle-class position. Don't rock the boat. And so I had no idea at all what was true for me. And when you ask a question like that, and it can be a very broad question, what's true for me generally in my life? Or it may be a particular situation. What's true for me in this particular situation? When you ask, you start to get responses and that response may be like, I I don't know, a lightning bolt from the heavens saying, (laughs) yeah, this is true for you. It may come like that. Or you may be sitting in a cafe and you hear somebody talking about, I don't know, ballet dancing careers or something. And you're like, oh, maybe I could do that. But once you start to ask that question, I mean, the the phrase I use is the universe somehow conspires to give you answers and to show you actually what is your reality
0: i love that so do you believe that's a i love that it's super simple be it so powerful yes.
1: yeah
0: and uh, so any you know technically anybody can do that so that's also yes. cool do you believe that by asking that question we become more intentional thinkers we kind of become more attentive not just to other people but to our own lives is is that is that do you believe it's an awareness question
1: Yes, I do. Absolutely. It's really interesting that you say that, because once you start to ask that question, it it puts you in this space of almost automatically, without even having to try, it puts you in the space of being aware of what's happening around you. But it also, it's like when you say, Hey, what's my reality here? To be honest, I had no idea that I even have my own reality. It's like I was so mixed up in my parents' reality, my society's reality. So even asking that question in itself starts to change something, and as you say, it makes you more aware and yeah, more present. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we're not being ourselves, like so me running off trying to be an accountant, it's like I wasn't being me. And so I had to not be present. And this question invites in a different level of presence in our lives.
0: Awesome. I love it. So kind of the imposter syndrome, trying to be something you're not. Uh, yes. I, I I feel you. I, I've also walked that path in my lifetime trying to, uh, I've, I've had some great leaders. I've had some phenomenal people in my life. And then, you know, when I was younger, I would go out and I would try to be just like them because I respected them so much. But as you know, you you kind of learn that you, no one does you the way you do, and uh, we just take bits and pieces. Like I'm gonna get some Fiona in my diet, and I'm gonna start taking some of this cool stuff that you're feeding us, and I'm gonna try to implement it in my world. But I I'm pretty sure I can't be like Cuts Nation over there. Um, not, I'm not <laughs> that cool. So we are. Uh, we we've only we've got less than five minutes, sister. This is going really fast. So you had mentioned. I can't, I'm gonna paraphrase here, but kind of the pitfalls or the the well, how did you put it the, yuck? You talked about some of the the yuck, like how people default to mindsets or positions of yuck. What are some of the most common ways people? I mean, what what do you mean by yuck? <laughs> and then what are some of those common defaults like that that lead people to yuck?
1: That's so funny. I'm obviously being so professional using that term, but we all know what yuck is. Well, you're asking me what yuck is, but it brings up a certain, uh, and it's those spaces (laughs) where, where we're like, I don't think I'm good enough. No, I won't be able to do this. Oh, I'm useless at this. Mm. Oh, I might as well just hide away and stay below the radar because I'll never be able to do that. It's that negative self-talk that, well, in a way, our minds are designed to do that. And, you know, the less we attention to our minds the easier it will be for us but that that's what i'm talking about i mean then that's that's a very typical scenario for a shy person it tends it's like with the shyness tends to go the the lack of self-confidence the lack of self-worth the the well the belief that we're not worth being out there in the world
0: right does does a person that has those same tendencies do they they also probably avoid friction or anything that could be potentially deemed as a failure or losing they kind of do the same things would you agree
1: yeah absolutely absolutely it, it's like it's we're i guess as shy people we we're trying so hard as you said to be perfect to please someone and so we can have the point of view it's not worth trying in case we fail it's like failure can seem like the
0: worst thing yeah it's it's such a tricky one because one we can't create the growth that we I believe, our, I believe it's our birthright to be excellent. And we can't create that growth if we don't get a little uncomfortable, if we don't push the envelope, if we don't live a little bit on the edge. And it's also tricky in that our feelings are determining our thoughts. And our mm. thoughts, generally speaking, are determining our personality, our beliefs. Our thoughts are controlling our lives. And you mentioned talking, you know, how we talk to ourselves. So true. Positive self-talking gratification self-talk and rolling out of the bed and letting your toes touch the floor and and having something good to say to yourself and think to yourself is so important. Awesome. Well, I can't believe we're we're about done. I could spend another 45 minutes soaking you up. Awesome job Uh today. Thank you. Uh, We've got 30 to 45 seconds for you to talk at the time of this recording, 60 plus countries, five continents. 30 to 45 seconds to talk to the audience about how can they become the best version of themselves?
1: Okay, I'm going, to give, I'm going to start with a simple question. So I suggest that you ask this every day. How can I be greater today than I was yesterday? And what if today is the worst day of my life? <laughs> Which sounds a bit funny at first, but actually what does that mean? It's going to get greater and greater.
0: Right, I love it. A uh, little self-reflection, a little self-awareness. I love it. That's going to definitely help us all expand. I've really appreciated uh, spending this time with you, sister. I, I hope you have an incredible day.
1: Thank you, And
0: You bet. Make it a great day.
1: Thank you.